What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, episode 119 on planting seeds for your family tree. Millionaires, what's up? What's up? What's going on? My name is Timothy Little. Um, you know, I'm currently focusing on my business. Um, the biggest thing I've been trying to look at is how can I, you know, take current brands and branch them out to being exactly what they want to be. So I give them the tools through my multimedia company. Um, the biggest thing that you can expect today, you know, I'm talking here with my brother and ideally I just want to see, you know, where this conversation can take as far as what we're planting those trees, um, you know, or planting seeds for, you know, your family in the future or wherever it takes them. Um, and, and I'm just sure that, you know, coming across these ideals that we all battle, you'll, you'll get a good scope of, you know, the mindsets that are built after the fact and, you know, where you want to take it. But more than anything else, you know, this kind of stuff, half the lock in here with this million dollar mile podcast, just to get, you know, get those fruitful uh, engagements. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, the number one passion and attraction podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every single one of you all for tuning in week in, week out. As you know, this is the only place for tips and tricks on identifying your passions and attracting opportunities to make a living while living your gene, your dreams, getting tongue-tied on there. But without further ado, we got my brother from another, Tim Beats, also known as Timothy, Timothy Little which is funny because his also known as is his actual name and all everybody know him as Tim Beats. But we got Tim Little in the building. He's a producer, audio engineer, brand manager, as he mentioned, also a serial entrepreneur. And like I said, my good friend and brother from another. So I'm super excited about having Tim on the podcast. And, you know, Tim, before we get started with today's content, you know, just, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and how your experiences. I guess, mold you into the Tim that's sitting with us today on the Million Dollar Mind podcast. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, You know, I have to say that I'm a unique individual. Uh, I'm someone when you come across, you know, um, I get this a lot. Those first appearances is, you know, that guy looks like he can be a little too serious, Um, you know, maybe not the most approachable, but in all honesty, if you know me, um, I'm a goofball and that only becomes from just that engagement with life in general. You know, I like to think of living as a beautiful relationship that like any other has, you know, those ups and downs. And as long as you nurture yourself and nurture that relationship, it's something that you can definitely appreciate. Um, so it isn't really that much more room for anything other than joy. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, the people that have come across that I've come across yourself included, you know, it just builds on top of that, you know, just another brick towards that mansion of a, a beautiful lifestyle I want to have in the future. And ideally, you know, it, it shaped me to becoming this person who is steadfast and set on his personal dreams, ambitions, and how he could communicate his personal ambitions effectively. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, what I'm becoming and what I think yourself included, as well as anyone else who's close to me, that's exactly how we interact with each other in, in life in general. Right, right, 100%. And Tim, one thing that you mentioned, uh, one word that you mentioned was nurture. And I think that was a great word to use, great placement of the word as well. Because today we're talking about, you know, 
planting those seeds, you know, for the family tree, you know, setting up, you know, different opportunities, not only for ourselves, but thinking selflessly of the generations to come after us as well. And as we all know, you know, with gardening and, and, and caring for a plant, caring for uh, any type of greenery, you have to nurture, you have to nurture that plant, even caring for, you know, our youth, you have to nurture that, that youth. You, there's a lot of nurturing that comes into, to, into these things and into these acts, uh, into um, these beings. So when you mentioned the word nurture, the first thing I, you know, thought of was, you know, oftentimes we think of how we can nurture, you know, each other, because you mentioned that nurturing each other. But oftentimes I feel like we, 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 we pour so much into others. We, we do so much nurturing into others that we forget to nurture ourselves in a way that even replenishes our, you know, our energy tanks to where we can nurture others in the ways that we have done in the past. So, um, you know, for, for you, what do you think, let's start here. What do you think is like the main cause, you know, for why people, why people may settle, you know, whether it's settle at a job, settle in relationships, settle in, you know, any type of space, what do you think is the main cause to that, that settling and stagnation? You know, I'm a, I'm a personal believer of it all starts with you. It all starts with that inner person. I think when a person, you know, grows to understand themselves, appreciate themselves and respect themselves, within that comes a certain tolerance for what they'll settle for or accept. You know, um, and I think that goes for anyone, no matter how ambitious, how um, arrogant or how prideful you are in general, it all comes down to the understanding of who you are as a person and the things that you allow in your life. And based upon those principles that someone has established, there goes a lot of those leeways and, and you know, opportunities to deal with things that are, aren't exactly as they perceive themselves. You know, and I look at everything as an opportunity where it's good or bad, you know, but we start creating different opportunities for ourselves off of the things we do. It's a byproduct of what you become. You know what I mean? So all that settling for certain things or it, it all comes from acceptance of what you allow because that's how you see yourself. Mm. That's the perception that you have. You know, if you think you're worth millions, I'm pretty sure that's what you'll attract. You'll accept millions. But the issue is one person might see that as great, but a billionaire would see it as something little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, and, and it's all, it's all relative too. And the word that you, that, that I want to point out and highlight that you mentioned was acceptance of like accepting it. So it's easier for a person to settle when they've accepted. But I, I feel like acceptance still is subjective just like success can be subjective Su- success for everyone is different. As you mentioned, like the, the millionaire is obviously going to have different goals than the billionaire and vice versa. Um, so, I mean, but when it comes to basic human needs though, right. The, you, like you have people who will sit and complain uh, about a job every day, but still settle for that job of being what they have to do. I don't necessarily think that they've accepted it. And in a case like that, do you feel as though that there's something missing 
that there is um, uh, a type of mental conditioning that is going on because that's the, that's the type of settling that I'm more so talking about because yeah, I definitely can get how a person can, you know, say, Hey, enough is enough. I accept this position of where I'm at and they'll settle in that, that regards, but in regards to settling for, you know, less, you know, mm-hmm. we, we oftentimes we have a lot of members of our families and our friend groups and our, uh, you know, work environments that settle for less because something's missing. And, and, and in that case, what do you think that is missing or is it something else that's deeper? You, you know, it's so funny listening to, um, listening to that. I can see, I have a lot of questions that arise there, right? Like mm-hmm. the first question would be, you know, what's defined as a basic human need? Um, and then it goes into those deeper aspects of this conversation. Um, the beautiful thing about, for instance, me and you are friends for a, a multitude of reasons, all right? The reason why we're friends, you know, we just cut to it is we think alike in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a certain amount of intellect that we respect about each other, but there's, but within that intellect, there's also a certain hunger, you know, there's, there's a certain lifestyle choice, you know, a lot of things that we correlate with. So, I believe in an occurrence with people like that, we'd see it as them settling and they may feel as if they're settling by whatever those basic human needs are, but it still all comes down to the character of a person because based upon the characterization of how a person, uh, you know, what they allow themselves to become and how they perceive themselves again here, they won't allow themselves to be settling in those positions because would you settle in that position? Mm-mm. No, you wouldn't, nor would I. Because one of my basic human needs is needing to respect myself. It right. all comes to how a person, it, it, if, if, you, if you felt that you were more in a situation, you wouldn't settle for it. If you felt that you deserve more out of a situation, you wouldn't settle for it. It all, it literally comes down to the thought processes that we implement, but it all strains from how we feel, see, and respect ourselves. Because I know without a doubt, (laughs) if anybody, you would just, no, you, you would just walk away at that point. You'll find something bigger and better because that's your ambition, but it's not just your ambition, it's your characterization. It's who you've built yourself to be. Mm -hmm. So no matter the individual based upon how they've groomed themselves, you'll have a different interaction. And that conversation of settling and the realization of those basic human necessities, they'll be subjective to how that person um, uh, has what, 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 what built, groomed themselves, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and it definitely is, no, no matter how we, how we try to word it, it's, it's still going to be subjective no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, and, and we've all had these points to where we've even settled, right? Like, yeah, I haven't always been this person where, you know, I knew my strengths and weaknesses and I knew what I was capable of and I knew exactly what I want. I was, I haven't always been that person. And I'm quite sure, you know, you can, you, you can relate and, and say that you have not always been the person that you are. Would you say that it, it's like a, it's more of a, um, uh, a boiling point? or a point that a person goes through that they then realize, I don't think I'm no longer fit for this position and I'm no longer settling. 
We could definitely say that. Um, and I think it always be different for whomever the person could be. It could be a boiling point. Um, it could be, a, you know, um, a new uh, point of awareness, I guess. You know, because sometimes we're not aware of our situations. You know, a lot of times we may feel like something is a blessing and we'll go through the ins and outs and the dailies of it, considering it a blessing, not realizing what God had for us was not that. That was just a step to get there. You know what I mean? But we'll, that, that's a realization that can come after the fact. But some people are very aware of where they are and are very aware of how it makes them feel, but still choose to be in those situations for whatever reasons that might arise. Mm-hmm. It's not effective to... Um, what I still am a firm believer in again is how how much of themselves, you know, that that they they respect. Mm-hmm. How much of them as a person, a man or a woman, do they respect themselves to say, you know, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to be here, I don't want to feel this, I don't want to do that, you know, what what do you, at what point do you take control of whatever the situation is that you're settling for. Right. It's not a matter of, you know, how many times you can identify and say you no longer want to be in this position. It's a matter of when are you going to actually do something about it? That's where the respect piece comes from. And you mentioned awareness. Let's, let's talk about that. You know, in in, in what ways do you find uh, the space to have that self-awareness so that you can constantly be reminding yourself that you're moving in the right direction, or if you need a, a reminder that, you might've gotten a little stagnant. How do you create that space for yourself so that others out there that are listening could, you know, figure out ways that they can create a space that they can become more self-aware. That's, that's interesting. Um, what I'm going to say is a very ironic statement. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware that I'm not good or that I'm not aware. I'm aware of understanding that I'm not very aware of some of my circumstances. So to combat that, my uh, my friendships, my relationships are the barrier to that awareness, yourself obviously included. So because I'm not, I'm, I've missed those steps so many times, you know, um, I'm a firm believer in, okay, there's multiple ways to attack a goal. All of my friends and all of those important relationships that are, you know, steadfast and readily available, you guys are that filter for that awareness. I look to my left and to my right and into the front and to the back of me to have a better idea of my positioning. You know, if you cannot ideally see, you know, like, um, what's the game? Battlefield? If you can't, mm-hmm. if you don't know exactly where it's at, you'll check the surrounding areas to get a better understanding of where to pinpoint your point of attack. Mm. So, you know, my relationships and the people that are involved on a day-to-day basis, you guys have become that level of awareness for me because whether you vocalize it or just through your own actions i can i can see that mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. hear man drop mic on that one too that was a that was a great analogy I, li- I like the battlefield analogy because it also you know in terms of networking and you know friend groups and i've had so many conversations with so many different people who've all attested to the fact of you know, networking and putting yourself out there to meet people who are good at different things that you're good at, but have a similar mindset, right? So it was when you mentioned like looking to your front, your back, your left, and your right, that's an example of how uh diverse um 
how diverse your friend group is because if you think about it, you know, back to how they say, if you're the smartest person in the room, whatever room that is, get out of that room. If you had, if you, if you check your surroundings and you see everybody's behind you, right. Mm-hmm. That could mean one of two things. It could mean you're at, you're a, you're at the pinnacle, right. You're, you're the, you're the, you're at the pinnacle of your career and you are the leader in your industry, which mm-hmm. that is very rare for most of us. There are very, there are very few people that have, that are in that position right now. Uh, so that would mean the other one is, you are the most well-off person in your friend group, which is also a bad thing because then you have nothing to go off of when you need to be doing more. Exactly. So I like that. I like that example. And you and I were having um, this whole episode, this whole topic was really, uh, you know, heavily influenced by the conversation we was having with Neff on, on your balcony that, um, that, that one day. And, mm-hmm. you know, we was talking about, you know, uh, how, well, you mentioned, you know, watering someone else's family tree instead of identifying the opportunities of planting your own, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, it's like, it can go tit for tat because there are obviously opportunities and times where, you know, you gotta gotta grab the pail and you gotta water someone else's tree so you can get the experience and know the process of growing a tree of your own in the first place, right? But when is that, when when do you find that that is no longer okay for your inner peace of, you know, continuing to water someone else's family tree when, you know, instead of at least trying to plant your own, when do you feel as though that that's no longer okay for you? You know, um, I think we should, I think I could continue the analogy here. Um, I think, I think any healthy ecosystem is an ecosystem that replenishes itself, a self-sufficient ecosystem, which are the best ecosystems. You know, I don't have, I hope I don't have to explain <laughs> the circle of life to anyone here, but, you know, um, of course, you know, when you think about the water there and the condensation and precipitation and the point I'm making is it all comes back to the tree. I think the same applies to that concept. I think once somebody has at least gotten as much energy involved with the people around, because, you know, family is what you perceive it to be. So let's just say, you know, you being my family, and let's just talk about our friends as a family. Let's say here, I invested so much energy into it to the point that energy is returned to me tenfold on a consistent basis to the point it's it's a self-sufficient ecosystem. I don't have to keep applying energy to receive it when I need it. I think mm-hmm. once, you know, that 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 family tree there is self-sufficient, then we can consider you know, tending to someone else's ecosystem. But even still, that's still a temporary basis because at some point in time, nutrients must be returned to the original family tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely got to be returned to the original family tree. Go ahead. um, No, 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 no. That's that's it. Just definitely, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean... And from what it sounds like, you know, not to beat the nail on on the, the you know, beat the, the head of the nail too much into the, the analogy so we don't lose people. I mean, it really sounds like, you know, uh, once there is uh, the idea that this is. So are you saying that basically once. Once that ecosystem or once that business or that space or that that environment 
is self-sustaining to where it continues to pour into you the resources that it it was intended when planting mm-hmm. that seed in the first place, then it's okay to move on into the next tree. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Move on to the next tree. Move on to the next, you know, you know, doing and just to get out the analogy, helping and assisting someone else with their goals. Because I'm confident in, you know, my delivery with my personal. I'm confident in, you know, what I'm receiving from it. But even still, that's temporary because you must always return back home. There's always a timeline. With, with, there's always a, a time limit actually with that but that allowed time is based upon just how sturdy and how strong you know your your current um you know the, the energy that you apply to whatever it is that you're applying originally whether it was the family or the business you know um w- w- whatever that is it's all based upon you doing the first thing correctly it's just it's just like anything else how could i leave this thing incomplete and unfinished moving on to the next expecting any better results how could i guarantee you success for something that i never completed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's a great point that's a great point and is even even to taking it a step further into you know because it's easy to apply this to you know something new like a new opportunity a new business a new family whatever the case may be but even into applying it towards you know a job or something that you don't have ownership of you don't have control in and you more so are a foot soldier uh hence you know just watering the tree you literally just show up nine to five to water the tree you know i even think that that uh that statement that you've just made uh heavily applies as well you know if you're gonna show up nine to five to water the tree make sure that you figure out the best way to water that damn tree. And that, you know, by the time you decide that you no longer want to show up to that specific tree to water it no more, then you have mastered what it takes to nurture and, and grow a tree so that when you are ready and you do have an opportunity and that opportunity presents itself to start a new one or to, you know, partake in a, a the, the creation of a new tree, you have something to bring to the table as opposed like as what you just said, you know, how can I prove to you success in something that I haven't completed or finished myself? I think a lot of times, um, so many of us, we go from endeavor to endeavor saying that we can do X, Y, Z, but we've never completed any fraction of that in these other endeavors before, you know, leaving them. Right. Um, but also it's a fine line to it. Cause we also here to talk about inner peace and knowing when, you know, it, it's time to, you know, let go and let God. So, I mean, again, when, when is that, you know, when, when does that, I guess, when is that moment identified for you? You know, even if you haven't reaped everything that you could possibly sow from it, I mean, what are the odd occasions that it may take for you to, you know, throw in the white flag and, and move on to that next tree if you need to? You know, it's, you know, it's really curious about that because I don't know if that was planned or not, but, um, one of those examples is what we started this conversation off with. You, <laughs> we have those natural tendencies to already have our answers. Sometimes we just mm-hmm. want uh, confirmation from others. So, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, beginning this um, this podcast, you mentioned what it's like for settling when people are settling. I think that's a natural indicator to when 
you might need to throw in the towel or the white flag because if that's if if those are the emotions that are provoked or evoked off of what you're currently doing then maybe you're you're settling for something that's not meant for you that's one indicator you know um, one massive or major indicator because clearly we had quite a bit of conversation about that there alone right mm-hmm. um but i think that's a very massive indicator um then this you know subjective but the success there is you know one you know uh some of the greatest love stories when it comes to success is you know how long it might have took someone to achieve that goal like you know like yahoo or google or microsoft you know it, it took people time where they will basically um teetering on the line of success or delusion um but again subjective but those are natural occurrences and natural tendencies that just people have to you you have to train yourself to be aware of Mm -hmm. but even still even still i can guarantee that you know they have other forms um you know or other actions to keep them engaged and moving forward you know those little amounts of success and we look i'm pretty sure we looked at the true or look more in depth into those stories there was those levels of success that are, that were acquired mm-hmm. so these are all things that i will i will look at because it's a multitude of things but if the majority of those things all these different things or these different natural occurrences that can that can happen to us whether that's the emotions or other people bringing up if 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 95 percent of those things are turned towards the negative or red flag it might be time to throw in a towel because that's when you have to prioritize your inner peace and what it's doing to you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah whenever it when that that's a that's a big um red flag for me whenever something jeopardizes my inner peace um and i become uh toxic towards it mm. and when i say toxic more so when i start my mood is affected to others that are not in that space, not affected by that space. And I start to project onto those people. That's, that's for me is a red flag that that's that, that um, environment or thing may no longer be good for me. Um, Because you have, you have, you have, I mean, we all can probably relate to a family member or a friend that anytime we have good news, we share, they turn it into bad news and, and talk about how their day wasn't as good due to the same and it's always the same thing the same job the same person the same uh car whatever the case may be it's always the same thing that you hear different negative experiences about and i think when you get to a point like that uh that is a a a clear blatant red flag to to reconsider um you know your next steps so um, it may not be so obvious now, but um, I definitely, you know, want all of our millionaires to get the get the drift of what we what we talking about, Tim, as far as planting seeds and, and things like that. And that's legacy at the end of the day. So, you know, in your own words and 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 coming from your heart, what describe what a legacy is to you and, and what that means for you to have a legacy. Oh, that's complicated. So describe. Um <laughs> You know, uh, I know when a lot of people tether legacy, it's um, the one of the links is finances. And 
I would have to agree. <laughs> um, when I'm looking at a legacy, I'm thinking of that financial freedom, you know, that's always a goal, but maybe I should aim it towards financial awareness. Um, and, and, and basically I want to establish something with long, you know, that long, that longevity, but it's a longevity of, of, of that knowledge. It, it's, it's like the fruits that, you know, or the, the, the fruits that <laughs> that arise because of those seeds I planted are priceless fruits. You know, those priceless gems that can be prioritized going down the line, something that, that, that wane, if, if it wanes, it, it takes a very long time for it to um, deplete. And a lot of times with that, it is, you know, certain mindsets, certain ideals. Um, like I said, financial awareness, you know, financial liberation. Um, and, and, and for me, also like spirituality as well. Those are the things that I would have planted into my legacy. You know, it, it'd be like a um, <laughs> the symbol of, you know, what my family or what my existence has become. And just, you know, just pray that that will transpire throughout, you know, the rest of, um, you know, the people that I have tethered to that legacy. Right. I hope and I explained I mean, my ability there. <laughs> now you did. And I'm going a, I'm to a throw a little bit of devil's advocate in here just for the sake of the conversation, too. And I mean, you mentioned those seeds being priceless. So with that being the case, if those seeds are priceless, then I would I would believe that money scratches the bare is like just the bare surface to what we speak of uh, as far as legacy. <laughs> like, yeah, m- uh, money can make that journey to creating a legacy way, uh, way easier, much easier because with money, you can provide resources. But I got to take it back to a quote that I remember of Oprah Winfrey when she spoke of this legacy. And it was uh, she said something along the lines of and I'm, of course, paraphrasing. She said, mm-hmm. every single person that you hear mention your name when you're not around, right? Let's say you hear of a person who say, yeah, that person was, was, was speaking so highly of you, right? Every single person that you have that does that, that, that feels as though their life was touched by you. That's, that's your legacy. It's, it's not, it's no, it's no tangible thing. Legacy is no tangible thing. It's, it's intangible. It's, it's, uh, solstice is it's, it's life forms It's people people are the legacy um it just so happens we all tether money to it because we look at oprah winfrey we think of one of the world's richest f women at this point one of the world's wealthiest people <laughs> in, in in the country and probably even close to the world so it's like you it's so easy to tether money to these things but it's just Oprah Winfrey still understands that her legacy is people and because she has money, it makes it easier for her to reach and touch so many lives. So mm-hmm. again, I, 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 um, everybody's in, I like, I love your definition, but even you kind of reneged on the fact that you said money. Once you said those seeds are priceless, which I 100% agree. Those seeds are priceless because you can't put a dollar value on a life. Well, you know, this is what I think. And I think just to, to um, take it a little bit further, um, I think, you know, 
those principles. And again, a lot of what we're saying, I realize is coming back full circle. <laughs> so I think mm. when it looks, when a person looks at their character, let's, I'm going to talk about my character. Uh, when it comes down to my character, which would be a part of my legacy, I'm thinking about, you know, me wanting success and the mindsets that accumulate with, you know, wanting success and wanting to be successful. And um, basically that hunger. I really stand by finances being a byproduct of those kind of mindsets. I think mm-hmm. money is attracted to those kind of mindsets because part of the mindset is understanding to get to those, you know, to scale. One of the resources that must be acquired is money. So when you already have an understanding about that, money isn't necessarily always the thing that you prioritize. Mm-hmm. It's what takes, you know, what takes you to get to those next levels. However, the people that do those the best, money just naturally comes into <laughs> the, the fold of what is, you know, needs to be done because it has to be. You, you know, when you're swimming, you're going for the, you know, uh, as far as you're trying to get, you need, need oxygen every once in a while. So you're naturally going to get that. It just, it just comes with, you know, the form. So if you focused on the form to, you know, be faster or whatever it needs to be, if you focus on your form, if I'm not mistaken, in their form, they have to come off a breath. I'm pretty sure naturally they perfect the form. They can probably take in more breath as they get better and better. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not mm-hmm. a swimmer. I'm not exactly sure, but you get what I'm saying. It's a byproduct. No, I definitely get what you're saying. It's a byproduct for sure. And, um, you know, we, we always bless one more when we can show we can handle what little mm-hmm. we have first. Uh, and, you know, to keep it going, because you mentioned swimming. So I definitely want to keep going in the, in the swimming category because, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I love analogies and, and metaphors. And when it comes to new territory and swimming in uncharted waters, for you, what are some of your initial thoughts when it comes to trying something new or having to make that transition because you identified that red flag and you said, this is no longer for me. I got to make a change and that change has to happen now. What are some of your initial thoughts once you make that change and now you're swimming in this uncharted waters, this unfamiliar territory? Honestly, um, the emotions I usually get are, you know, I'm anxious, I'm excited. Um, there's some fear there. Um, but there's also this stubbornness to execute. Um, I, I'm definitely the kind of person where I'm a horrible loser. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, I think a game of Monopoly will show us that, won't it? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yes, it would. <laughs> um, I'm a horrible loser. And the beautiful thing is, I, I think all those people that associate with me, I mean, there's only one word for that. That's competitive. So that competitive energy that I have, um, I think it arises the most when I feel the most of those other derogatory emotions. So when I'm the most anxious or when I'm the most, um, fearful, um, or if I have that, that, that moment of any, uh, hesitation there, that's when I think a lot of my stubbornness could arise. Um, whether I'm really good at it or whether I'm really bad at the task, I'm, you know, I'm going to still talk my mess. Um, and I'm still going to try to execute to the best of my personal ability. Now, regardless of what my ambitions are in that situation, sometimes you got to throw in that white flag, man. Sometimes you just got to know what's for you. But the, um, it's, it's the form for me. Like I said, those, um, the, 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 the practice, the, the characterization, it, it, those things I will always implement 
when um, I'm in those uncharted territories because that's like my, um, I guess my survival instincts kicking in and I just refuse to be looked at as if I'm in the bottom or as if I can't survive in those situations, even though I'm probably petrified. Well, you know, I mean, the fact that you petrified is not as normal because you only get fear from new, you know, new areas, like somewhere that you've never been is like literally the only time fear really strikes the most. And in the words of, you know, Les Brown, you know, so he'll say fear is, you know, fake evidence appearing real, false evidence mm-hmm. appearing real. So it's like nothing is nothing really there for you to, you know, no real reason to have that fear is just because it's, it's uncharted waters um now tim i know you know we've heard um our millionaires heard the word mindset come up a lot in in this conversation so far um and i'm sure you've given you know different characteristics to you know implement here and there but if you could bunch them all in once in one breath you know one sitting you know what type of mindset would would you say that one should adopt to start planting those seeds uh for their plant their family tree Perception. Perception. I think. I think the best person. Is the one that understands or is willing to understand how they're perceived. In addition to how they can perceive someone else. I think perceptions is usually. The answer to a lot of questions. And the cure to a lot of toxic situations. If you could just see from someone else's point of view and, you know, get them to understand exactly what you're seeing, I'm pretty sure you could plant some of the best seeds because at that point, you'll be planting seeds with a better understanding of why and for what. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Now, do you think that um the person blessed with the gift of perception you know could allow that perception let's say to take them away from doing something different let's say they had this urge or they had this feeling that they weren't doing enough but with this gift of perception they see in everyone else's eyes they're like the hot shit and they could do no wrong do you think that they'll allow that this person would allow that to say oh well maybe i'm just being too hard on myself and they'll you know take their foot off the gas. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. But I also think a true, a true person of perception, a true of a perceptive person is someone that can see themselves. Usually when you come across perceptive people, the very first person they look to analyze is themselves. The very first person that they look to at the judgment is themselves and they're usually harder on themselves i'm not mistaken but sometimes you know again word of the day subjective but i think you know a well-rounded perceptive person is Mm -hmm. very perceptive of themselves first because you already know what you want to do and you already have a better you already have an idea about how you want to go about it but how how beautiful of it is it when someone is um, credible 
or they, they're critiquing their personal actions now because of newer or more widened perceptions because mm-hmm. they've taken on what other people are viewing and what they're seeing in addition to the critiques that they've already had for themselves. And, and that's interesting. Cause like now I had to pull out my phone, man. Cause like it's now it, it sounds like, you know, I feel as though just from hearing you explain it that way, I feel like there's a very thin line between perception and awareness. Cause it really sounds like this person should just be more aware, like just ultimate awareness. Uh, why am I on YouTube? I need to go to Google so we can just look up the, the definition of the two. Cause like you, you, you think about it, like, having that perception of themselves that I think is self-awareness. So like the definition of perception says the ability to see here or become aware of something through the senses. Got it. So like become awareness, uh, become aware. So they're kind of using awareness in the definition. So let, let's look at the definition of, Oh, well, they have, they actually have awareness versus perception. <laughs> That's funny. Ah, ah. So maybe we were, maybe we are. The, they're like, they're the same thing. But it's Knowledge like, this is... perception. Wow. I just Googled as well. So they use, yeah. the, so in both definitions, they utilize the word. And I feel like the reason being is uh, perception is more physical, where awareness is more metaphysical, more conscious. Awareness is more of the use of the mind where perception more so utilizes the body. Hmm. It, I guess, you know what? I think you just, I think you've got, I think you just hit the word that we should be utilizing because I feel like you can't be, you can't be a very aware person without being perceptive, but you can't be perceptive without being aware. I think simply the word, I think the word we're looking for is conscious. Mm-hmm. Conscious. Definitely. So, uh, so back to that, back to that question, it sounds like we're saying the type of mindset that, you know, a person should immediately start to adopt is how can you take every day to, um, become a more conscious person of your surroundings, of your wants, your desires, um, your goals, your, 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 uh, the people you share your life with being more conscious of those things and being able to make it a promise to yourself to provide the things that you want uh, and need for yourself and, and, and those people you care for. Wow. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with that. Yeah, man. I mean, we, we, we pretty much walked through that one together. So I, I got to equally say thanks to you, Tim, on us coming with coming up with that, uh, that answer. Um, so, you 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 starting to you know really pay attention to your wants and needs and you taking care of self, uh, Tim and you know helping out our millionaires that that'll be listening to this. How do you identify opportunities that you can continue to do the things you love versus the things that you didn't necessarily enjoy? I think prioritizing them in the first place. I think. I think life is too short to not amplify what you want from it. What's because, you know, when it's all said and done, 
when when we're from to dust to dust again, what was the point of it all? Mm. I think right now, I, I think for the moment you you open your eyes in this world and you take a breath of it, you own it. You own a part of it. Because it's literally at that point, it's in you. You've literally, you now officially are a part and own a part of this beautiful, vast world where you're living in. So if you're not going to do the absolute best that you can to enjoy, to enjoy it, I'm sorry, to enjoy it and, you know, feeling more fulfilled from it as well, what was the point? Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we're all still uh, figuring out, um, which is why I, which why I personally value entrepreneurs uh, at, at such a degree because it, us as entrepreneurs, we're prioritizing what we want into our, you know, our livelihoods. That way we don't have to feel like, you know, just working a, 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 a dead, dead end nine to five because there's a difference. There's nothing wrong with working a nine to five, but there's a problem with working at a nine to five you feel like you're settling for versus the mm-hmm. nine to five that adds some amount of fulfillment to you. Mm-hmm. Because then you're adding value to, you know, what you want from life, whatever that mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I definitely yeah. prioritizing that. Yeah, so it's there's definitely a big difference in the nine to five that you feel as though the moment you leave, you feel as though you left ten times better than you were when you came in, and the nine to five that when you leave, you actually feel like you're the same. Or spiritually and uh, internally, you feel worse off because you feel as though you wasted time. You feel regretful. Yeah. So it's the difference between the two, right? And and again, you got to ask yourself and, and and be perceptive and aware, right? Got to tap into that conscious of you know asking yourself that question. If I were to leave today, do I feel as though I'm in a better space or I'm worse off than I was when I started? Um, and that's for not just these nine to fives. That's a question that we can ask ourselves about life. If I were to go today, right? What does that look like? Um, but don't think about too hard because we also manifest. You know, you know, <laughs> manifestation. Yeah. But don't don't manifest your your, your demise. Um, hey Tim, uh, as we're starting to wrap this up soon, I appreciate you joining us so far. Just gotta you know drop that in there. Um, but switching gears just a little bit for you, what definitive moment, you know, happened recently and, you know, whether, you know, life, you know, whether in business or whatever the case may be that might've caused you to change your habits and your goals recently. Um, I think branching off, uh, from my best friends in life. Um, that was very, for me personally, that was very difficult. Um, as I'm pretty sure you're aware. Um, that was difficult for me because, uh, you know, um, the brotherly love and, you know, this goes for all of you guys, actually, you know, that brotherly love is, um, it has been a great, a great part of me. However, branching off was required. It, it was basically, you know, um, it, it was basically that, that, that next big thing that happened for me to evolve even further than what I've previously been. And since then, uh, things have rattled my cage to the point I've become a different beast, a different animal altogether. It's like I just have these analogies all over, don't I? <laughs> but um, it, it, was, it was a requirement 
um, that, 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 that I needed and I, and I appreciate, um, and, and life, life has become even more engaging and beautiful. Um, and some of the previous concerns and problems just keep getting smaller again. Um, and I, I think that's always the goal. I think that's always the goal, you know, whatever hurt me yesterday, um, barely noticeable today. That, that's that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Um, and I think you know, with that, I mean, there's no, no, no point to you know elaborate on that. Let's just. I, I just want to switch gears and, and and switch the mood just a little bit, Tim. And you know, now we at the the segment of you know the show called Rapid Fire, powered by Pod Decks. Uh, in this part, you know, I just kind of want to switch gears and it's just to lighten the mood, get you to open up a little bit more, get our guests to know uh, Tim Beats uh, a little bit more. Uh, and I got five random questions for you. Uh, and it's not meant for you to overthink at all. You know, just pretty much hit me with the first thing that, that comes to mind. All right. All right. Absolutely. Coolio. So the first one is what would be the worst ingredients to fill a burrito with? Peanut butter. That's it? Just peanut butter? Peanut butter. I mean, peanut butter, I've actually heard that somewhere out there, there is a deep fried peanut butter and jelly burrito somewhere. <clears throat> I'm a peanut butter jelly fan. You might have to, I might have to renege on that answer at this point. But adding, and I guess what I'm saying, I'm thinking about the actual ingredients already in the burrito and throwing in peanut butter. That's a no. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, all right, so let's not think of one ingredient that you would add to, because even a burrito, like what I put in my burrito could be like, none of those ingredients could be what you would put in your in your burrito. So let's make, like put like five, like just make the world's worst burrito, if you could right Based now. Like, combination, I guess. Okay, okay. So uh, the worst burrito combination would definitely be like jalapenos, peanut butter, uh, with like, um, what was that, that 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 pepper chip? That was that chip, <laughs> the one chip challenge. Oh, yeah, that one chip, the ghost pepper, yeah. and California Reaper. Exactly. They'll throw that in there, um, with some ice cream and some uh black licorice. Oh, that sounds like bubble guts, man. That remind <laughs> me of that game. We used to play this game back in the back in like like middle school. Whenever we had like you know sleepovers and stuff like that. You uh-huh. ever had like you ever played with your cousins and stuff like that where y'all um like spin each other in circles, open up the refrigerator and have them pick out like the like three things and then the three things they pick, you got to make a concoction and they got to drink it. Good god, no, I did not play something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, one time I had to drink a like it was like crumbled up Cool Ranch Doritos with like mustard and milk. It was like something like that. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, that explains why you had to change your diet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question is: What is something you hate but wish you loved? Ah, uh, melons. I hate. I hate all melons. Watermelon, cantaloupe. Oh, I'm like, what are you saying? Millions? Melons? Oh, melons. Yeah, oh. I hate. I, I hate them and I wish I didn't. I really do. Mm. Wow. I mean, more for me. I don't, I don't hate that. 
what's something that people think makes them look cool but actually makes them look ridiculous makes them they they think it makes them look cool but it actually look ridiculous some of these wigs man some of these wigs are pretty bad wigs like w-i-g-s yeah some of these wigs you know how they do it with the baby hairs <laughs> <laughs> i mean so it's like all right so you saying some like because like wearing wigs maybe maybe not ridiculous but you saying some people could spend a little bit more effort into making it look real <laughs> man listen it's just ah god and you know we're taller guys so we can usually see this stuff it's just sometimes it's just not executed very well but let me tell you they just be rocking it like <laughs> oh man it's all about the execution for me so i you know however you want to deliver that message hey <laughs> the, hey. the unexecuted well wigs all right women the wearing wigs come for tim not me hey what's the weirdest tradition your family has um <laughs> the name timothy <laughs> um my my stepmom always made a joke that 20 years from now they'll say um timothy raise your hand and six will raise their hands in the same class <laughs> so <laughs> Um, a lot of my siblings and my nephews were named the same. Even my sisters named after my dad. So it's it's pretty wow. bad. Wow, that's funny. All right, man. So I could now I see why you have the 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 family nickname that you do, and I'm not even gonna put it out there. <laughs> yeah, dope. <laughs> All right. If you were <laughs> stranded on a desert island and you could choose one person to keep you company, who would it be? Meg the Stallion. <laughs> All right, we ain't gonna go deep in that. What about one animal? Ooh, one animal. It'll be a dog. Yeah, yeah, definitely a dog. Definitely a dog, man. It either either a dog or a domestic, or if I could steal Mike Tyson's tiger, that <laughs> so that so that mug could go hunt for me or something. Um, uh, yeah, I, but it, mm, I just, you know, I can't, I would want that, but I've never experienced it. <laughs> I mean, Mike Tyson's still here. Clearly he got that. that that's a pretty well-trained tiger. I mean, can we, do we have pictures of its ears at all? Can we pull that up? Ears? Yeah, the ears of the tiger. Dude, can we pull that up? You know, with Mike Tyson, anything can go. I'll be afraid. Too. Oh, you think he bit? Oh, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy. All right, man. And we, we we getting ready to wrap this one up. I got a couple more questions for you. And uh this next question I, I love to ask, you know, all of my all, all of the guests that we have in the community, uh, especially for season three. Um and, and that's kind of the theme of season three as well, you know, just self and you know, we've even touched on this a lot uh in today's episode. But you know, how would you define self-love and what self-love means to you? Self-love, I, I think um, a lot of times it just requires choosing yourself first. And I know that might sound very selfish, but it, it's with an unselfish mindset attached to it. Um, the only way that I can be effective enough to aid you in whatever I can aid you in, I have to be self-sufficient enough. This goes back to our entire conversation, which 
you know, I, that was a beautiful question to end this. Makes it all full circle. It comes down to making sure that my characterization, the way I view myself is a certain kind of way before I could plant seeds, you know, water your tree, before, you know, I can be in any uncharted territories to help you out. It all comes from the only way that I could be of any value to anyone else at all. I have to be selfish with making sure home is at, at least 90% first. Mm-hmm. You know, so with that, you, you have to love and appreciate yourself with that understanding of to whom you are in the first place before you can be or do anything else. And that's 100%. real self. Self-love is understanding that. So, yeah. Definitely. 100%. And um, if you, if you were to, you know, see, you know, 18 year old Tim, you know, walking down the street uh, and, and you have an opportunity to share some advice with them, what would that advice be? A slap in the face. <laughs> well, I slap in the face. Oh. Talk to him. I slap him in the face. <laughs> I should not, not have been. I should, but it, it just be a slap, and then I walk off. He'll know what it meant. <laughs> Man, but he ain't gonna know who you are. Like you probably look a little bit different, talk a He'll little know. different, walk a little different. You ain't gonna say nothing. I'm slap the mess out of him. He'll know. Yeah. He'll start. He'll have all the answers. I'm, if I did that right now, I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll be rich. <laughs> oh man, you crazy. That's what well, that said a lot about the life you was living at 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey Till, I want to definitely, you know, say again, thanks for, you know, joining me tonight and taking time out of your evening to, you know, share with our millionaires out there. Uh now is, you know, the opportunity to share with us, you know, plug yourself in, tell us where we can find you, uh, any projects that you have coming out you're super excited about. Now is the time to let us know what's going on. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, you know, um, like 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 my brother here told you guys, uh Timothy Little, go by Tim Beats. You know, you can follow me on Instagram at Tim T I M B E E A T Z. Um, the biggest thing I've been focused on now is actually, you know, I'm relaunching my multimedia business where I'm just building myself naturally to be an asset to those smaller companies that just need that help in assisting and branding themselves with that look feel. Um, so you know. You know, if you guys want to have any conversations about that, that's exactly what my business does. I'm always eager to work with people. Um, and as you can tell, you know, just like my brother Q is right here, you know, that's the focus of what we do. Um, and, and I'm just a well-rounded person when it comes to being of assistance to other people. I, I don't think there's any other way to describe myself there. And I don't think I should, you know, um, prolong that any more than what that is. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely, Tim. And I, I'm, I mean, even a testimony to to that. I remember we were sitting in the car one time and we driving wherever we going, and you sitting there super quiet. And I'm like, Yo, what, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Like, why are you so quiet? And you was as serious as ever, and you just like said, "Man, I'm just, I'm just thinking about more ways that I could put some money in, in in my friends' pockets, and that we could just collab and just and, and just make something work, make something shit." Like that, like that, that to me sticking my sticking my head all the time, man. When I when I see you in deep thought, I'm like, I'm either thinking like so you're going through something, or you're trying to think of how you can help somebody. So that's definitely <laughs> a testimony to to Tim, y'all. And, and again, Tim, I appreciate you, but you know, getting on here and you know, sharing with us your experiences and the things that have made you who you are today. 
And as always, you know, I want to thank our millionaires out here who are, you know, tuned in week in, week out. Super thankful for who you are bound to become as you apply the principles that you've heard from today's episode. Um, and, and with that being said, guys, I'm your guy, Kai Speaks. You just heard it from Tim Beats, a.k.a. Timothy Little on, you know, planting those seeds to, to grow your family tree. Just remember to keep focus, build momentum and drive results so you can live abundantly. Peace. Hey guys, so thanks to you all, the Million Dollar Mind podcast has went global. The number one passion and attraction podcast in the world right now, with huge support from the UK, Ireland, France, Belgium, Tanzania, and of course the United States. With this accomplishment, we are getting bigger and better than ever. Now that said, we are soon incorporating video production and YouTube platform to the show so you guys can witness the podcast in full effect. You can now become a supporter of the Million Dollar Mind podcast by visiting the link in the description below. Share your support with me via email and you will receive a free gift. Tis the season to give. Peace.
millionaires, man. I got to you guys, Kai, Kai is dope. Kai is very, very dope. And I'm not saying that because I've worked with him and, and he's a friend of mine, but this is an amazing podcast. You know what I mean? I have a very discerning, you know, and, and, and a prejudiced ear. You know what I mean? I'm very selective about what I listen to, but I am a faithful listener to your podcast. Like I am like, did he, did he post a new episode? And again, not because I know you, honestly, mm-hmm. not because I know you. Um, it's just, I, I, I try not to, you know, oversaturate what I listen to and what I hear. Cause again, that influence aspect, right. I want to be careful mm-hmm. about what I let influence my being, but man, you, you, you pick great topics, you pick great guests and I'm just proud of you, brother. I'm proud of you.